it's time for History Matters. We are joined in the studio by Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire, possessor of a Declaration of Independence <laughs> or a Constitution. Is that a pocket constitution? It includes both, yes. Pocket. Oh, good, yes, good. Yes. Uh, and uh, looking back on this week in history, on this historic as always week. Good morning. Oh, it is. And, you know, I, when I hear the classical music play, I, this may be the only segment we play classical music on this station, but it's worth it because it helps put things in context. And yeah, just a note, because this is the longest live uh, history theme segment on live radio that we know of anywhere in the nation. There are other podcasts, but we do it live without nets. Um, and last Thursday, uh, if, if this is also recorded, it's played back, and you can get it a variety of different ways. Um, but if you heard it later on, you're probably wondering, why didn't we say anything about what happened last Friday? Mm. And that's simply because we had recorded it on Thursday. So, uh, it, and anyone can look up, and of course, we're great, uh, great fans of history, and this is going to be fought out at the state level, uh, the Roe versus Wade uh, decision by the Supreme Court to overturn that, um, and we're going to hear a lot more about it. You can actually, and I recommend people, anybody can go read uh, these decisions themselves, and I recommend you doing it, including the dissents, mm -hmm. because it will inform your opinions uh, better about uh, where you stand on these issues, and I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, so anyways, to say that, that <laughs> to put it in context, of course, here in Orange County, which is the birthplace of what I call the Bill of Rights, uh, which is so important, uh, we have one person who's name comes up this week. The birthplace, what you call the birthplace of the Bill of Rights. I do. Not just, I do. I've come up with a name for the first 10 amendments of the Constitution. <laughs> Hear me out. You might like the, you might like this. It's got a ring I, I, to I, it. I'm, really, really, yeah. I'm heading in this direction because right. of what happened in Hillsborough when six guys are executed on June 19, 1771 uh, by English colonial governor William Tryon on the charges of high treason, and it didn't appear likely that they were guilty of anything more than exercising the very rights that we hold uh, so dear today. Um, and they were denied counsel and the, the ability to call witnesses, and they were executed anyways. There was no Bill of Rights to protect them. That's why, 17 years later, when North Carolina holds its constitutional convention, to consider ratifying what was then the new U.S. Constitution, they change history. Uh, that is, the, the North Carolina becomes the only state to actually vote to postpone ratifying the Constitution as presented until a Declaration of Rights, a Bill of Rights, amendments are added to the Constitution, which tips uh, the Congress towards taking this up and uh, then they meet again and ratify the Constitution and the amendments. And again, like the, the, the significant moment that we're talking about here is that moment when the Bill of Rights gets written down on paper yes. and passed and ratified, but that's not the end of the story because no. uh, we talked about this two weeks ago, like those, those, uh, those regulators in 1771, they had a Bill of Rights. It was the English Bill of Rights, well, and it right. was not you know, that enforced was such a good point. by and people. That, that's yeah. exactly right. And this was a, such a sticking point in saying, we're British citizens, and we're not getting the same We're treatment. not getting the rights, because the people who are in charge of enforcing the rights and actually making them happen just straight up did not care about that's them. Right. And that's an important thing, too, that the people in charge have to care about them, we have to care about them. And we're certainly seeing this in the the debates that we're having mm, yes. around the Constitution, around January 6th, that there are constitutional rights Yes. And there are procedures and there are policies, but they are words on paper and they need to be given weight and force and power by our actions and our beliefs. And when there are people who just 
don't care about them, then That's we right. run into trouble. And like we're seeing that play out in, in a variety of different ways. That's right exactly now. right, Aaron. And I think you put it so well. Um, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because those are kind of essential things. It's why James Mason, uh, who is such a strong proponent of rights when it came to the Constitution, would not sign the original document because it didn't include that. Mm. Uh, that became the sticking point for North Carolina. Uh, they It wasn't people were against the Constitution in part, but the sticking point was it didn't have these additional protections. But what Although I Although they weren't thrilled about the well, Constitution they thrilled, either. That's right, yeah. Yeah, the majority. But, but I would say that uh, when it came to developing these uh, first ten amendments, um, they, they used language that was flexible enough to mm. adopt to s further uh, future circumstances. Yep. And I especially love uh, Amendment 9, which we don't hear very much. We always hear about Amendment 1 and 2, but Amendment 9 is wonderful. It says, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. This was so basic, but there was a sense of like, you know, somebody's going to come along and try to take away stuff. We're going to say, no, there are inherent rights, including privacy. What happens here? We don't want uh, uh, some kind of governmental organization coming in and telling us who we love and what we do yep. in the privacy of our bedroom or privacy of our doctor's office. And that there is also the humility of the framers of the Constitution yes. to know, even as they're writing this document, that they're not infallible. They're human. Right. They're going to get things wrong. They're going to forget things. And we need to have mechanisms in place. Number one, the amendment mechanism to change right. the text of the Constitution, but also to recognize that just in general, this is a vaguely worded document. It's meant to be flexible and adaptable. Right. And here's a very clear provision in the text of the Constitution that, hey, the text of the Constitution is not the be-all, end-all, right. and neither is what happens to be in my mind or Alexander Hamilton's mind right. or, you know, Hugh Williamson's mind or any other <laughs> framer of the Constitution. I can't rattle off too many That's of them, but good. I know Hugh those Williamson three. Hugh pretty good. That that was, he was a, pretty obscure. Oh, that yeah. is. I, and I was like, <laughs> wow, you get extra points for this. He's the, the, one of the persons who signs the Constitution. But North Carolina does not actually join uh, what was then now called the United States of America. And Hugh Williamson becomes almost the ambassador from North Carolina to reassure people, mm -hmm. wait a minute, it's not that we're against, but we have some concerns. But people, so often you hear people talk about like, oh, we should just limit our interpretation of the Constitution to just right. the, the clear words of the text or the original intent of the framers. The original intent of the framers was not to do that. That's and right. the oh, text of the document makes it very clear that we shouldn't just focus right. exclusively on that. Like, yes, the, the intent is important. Yes, the text is important. But the point of the document is to be flexible and adaptable because this is going to we want this to stick around for a long time right. and we know that things evolve and change and grow and we need the constitution to be able to do it with and it. And that is also why we have these other amendments that also reflect and expand our definitions and nuances of what all this is about. Mm -hmm. That's why I suggest people go back and read these actual documents. They are not the, you don't have to be a legal expert. You can read them and you will get quite a bit from those decisions, both what the majority Republicans said on the Supreme Court and the uh, Democratic uh, Democrats who are the major minority and their strong opinion. I think it's really important to get informed as a voter and a citizen 
the reasoning behind these positions. Yeah, and also to to continue to like care about the the rights that are enshrined in the Constitution That's and right. the document itself, because it's like in in moments like this when you've got a really nasty decision that's right. you know frustrating to watch and it's 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 such a such a heavy thing to to deal with yeah. in the process i think the the tendency or the temptation that a lot of people have is to say well why should we care about the constitution it's 1787 it's dead white men and all of that <laughs> the constitution properly understood is on our side and That's by right. saying oh we shouldn't care about it we're letting the other side have that that's very right. powerful tool and that's i think a a it's a tactical mistake it's a strategic mistake and i think it's also just straight up incorrect like we should be we should be embracing this thing because it's on our side at the end of the and, day and you know our show is our segment here history matters it speaks to the fact that yeah it does matter and we need to go back and take a look and say what was happening and mm -hmm. how does that apply but also it comes from a phrase I like to say, it's important to be on the right. The right side of history matters. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. so important as well. And here's a person, and I just want to lift him up uh, this week, uh, and William Hooper, who uh, is the signer of the Declaration of Independence, born in Boston. Uh, he's trained in the law by James Otis, the great uh, patriot who talks about no taxation without representation as British colonists, which was right. Um, and he comes down to North Carolina. Now, he has loyalist brothers. He settles in Wilmington. He becomes part of the established order, but he's he's fairly young. I mean, 1940, uh, 1742 is when he's born. Um, but if you go to Hillsboro, if you this is on your bucket list to go see signers of the Declaration of Independence where they're buried, you will find his gravestone in the Old Town Cemetery. Cemetery, and it's going to say on there June seventeenth, seventeen forty-two. And yet everywhere else you look, you're going to find June 28th. And that's because the Gregorian calendar was adopted in 1752 by Great Britain because it was off 11 days. And so July 2nd in that year became July 14th the next day. <laughs> so there was no July 3rd, which would have been a great pity to end. There were, there were some consternation, but not that much uh, as reported. But anyways, People just to miss say, a birthday. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So anyways, uh, William Hooper now is June 28th, uh, and he becomes a significant factor in not only why we have a state constitution, uh, but also he's working behind the scenes methodically to make sure that uh, the constitution is not voted down. His house is right next door to where the site is. And so I kind of lift him up as an interesting person who uh, is uh, suggestive of what these people were fighting for, which were liberties, which were freedoms that we all hold dear. And that's why July 2nd is uh, uh, a day that John Adams... I was say wondering when we were going to get around to the Declaration <laughs> yes, of Independence. Yes, well, that's like. it. We are, yeah. July 2nd is when... Uh, uh, of course, in 1776, that John Adams would say, this will be the date that we celebrate from here on out. It's when uh, these majority of states vote for the Declaration of Independence. North Carolina had set that in motion with the Halifax Resolves, and uh, consequently, um, uh, it's actually, it has to be tweaked. It's July 4th. Today at 5.30 p.m. in the Orange County Public Library, Courtney Smith, the exhibits coordinator of right, uh, yeah. the Orange County uh, Historical Museum, will be giving a talk about everything you wanted to know about or should have learned in high school about the Declaration of Independence, but maybe you didn't know. It should be really good. I'm looking forward to going to it. I hope you do, too, if you're in the area. Um, and that's why it's, it's so important. Also, June 28th, 
today is when the Stonewall riots occur yep. in New York, uh, and that was so important for setting in motion uh, the idea and expanding what liberty means for all people. And that's how history matters. <laughs> We're already done. Scott all Washington, right. thank you so much. There's so much more. <laughs>